TNE Network. Selma owns it eating children of the world from her own bare breast. He is a a goddamn delight, that woman. (sighs) We should have her on the podcast. One of these times. How you doing, Chris? I'm good, Jared. How you doing? Doing great. (laughs) Just like that. Just like that. Just like that, man. Daylight savings time. It's the Ides of March. Watch your back is what that means. You're having trouble adjusting to the daylight savings time. Fucking me. Um, John, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, who'd you you bring in here today? this is this is John Singler. Are you having any trouble adjusting to the time shift and daylight savings time? And also, what's up, man? <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'm I'm aware that it's a thing. Um, I'm going to propose that it's an illusion because what is time? Sure. Didn't we just weren't we just given this lesson the past two years? <laughs> uh, we circle, we should have really become intimately familiar with the concept of time. I can't wait till we start talking about climate change. I can't wait to hear the take on that. <laughs> um, it did get a blurry over the last two years. We last time I saw you was high school reunion, mm-hmm. and then um, and that was the ten year, and then um, no twenty. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you graduated twelve <laughs> years <What>? ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up. Um, okay, okay, all right. <laughs> Cut the shit. Well, fire. case in point, time definitely gets slippery. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm, I'm so stoked that you're here today, man, because um, I know that you are a huge appreciator of music. And a lot of my musical tastes were influenced by what you were listening to because you always seem to be, be one step ahead of not just what anybody else was listening to once it got out there, but like... Uh, ahead of the ahead they two two steps ahead i think i'm talking about two steps ahead that's really funny that that's your take chris because i'm always sharing a story to my kids who have the world of music at their fingertips like all of us do and be like do you know what it was like to ride your bike to the record store to look at a cover and try to decide if the music's going to be great (laughs) and you're beholden to the guy who worked behind the counter and his taste and really all he wanted to do was influence people what he liked (laughs) what music stores did you go to for uh for uh, um so in eastport there was a record store yeah um and then when they closed that down um it was uh ron Conkama record store okay oh um, the famous nfl player ron Conkama. he has cte he's hall of fame now well he murdered his whole family yeah. but he did have a successful chain of used car dealerships before all that and he was a pillar he was a pillar <laughs> of the community and ron Conkama's. <laughs> come on down to ron Conkama's for mercury you said that already, Rod. <laughs> Buy him or I'll punch you. Anyway. Um, Shout out Ron Konkuma. So you ever, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, Ron Konkuma was definitely friends with Ray Lewis, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mentor sort of situation, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you hit Long Island Sound? Um, 
the, the West Hampton Beach had right. had Long Island sound. There yes. was like tapes, like yep, and and forty fives, probably probably <laughs> some records of that forty fives. But think? that was that was the place where I would go uh, get music, mm-hmm. and that experience was the same. There was this guy who you just knew didn't give a fuck about whatever. I was buying at 14. <laughs> and so there was really no opinions about it. There was no guidance and, and, no. and whatnot. So it was like, you know, it took me getting into college to find a cool music slash record store where there was conversations about, you know, something new or what, why the old stuff is cool or just breaking down music. And that mm-hmm. was exciting to get into because... I was pretty resistant to a lot of new music other than Van Halen growing up. <laughs> um, and and I did the Van Halen Chains Addiction Bridge, uh, where that just kind of opened. Th- and smaller, Cure was at the same time. Cure was actually think. a little bit sooner, but yeah. um, just like okay, there's other things than rock and roll, um, you know. So, uh, Radiohead was in there at some point. Yeah, go well, going to the. Uh, honestly, I was talking about Radiohead today at work with some friends, <laughs> and uh, Creep, Creep is what got me into Radiohead. Is it was. Awesome. It's still an awesome pop song, mm-hmm. and goddamn though that slight timing uh, on the jijin, jijin, yeah, jijin. That was Johnny <laughs> trying to sabotage the track because he hated it so bad. Yeah. Oh, there's rumors that <laughs> oh he missed yeah. the timing. He's and, trying to fuck it up, but they yeah. said that's beautiful. They used reverse psychology, or did he use reverse psychology? He really loved the song. <laughs> well, Johnny is known for um, purposely creating dissonance in orchestration. Where he will either have, Dude, I saw there will be blood. He, exactly. Yeah, and he'll do that with having an orchestra or whatever the stringed in- instruments are, tune uh, just slightly out on one of the, two of the strings. What an and and yeah, but since it's like fretless cello, you know, uh, <laughs> instead of the fretted cellos, <laughs> which are becoming very popular, um, their expertise will try to make it work. And yeah. so there's this kind of slight struggle, uh, you know, struggle. That's yeah, baked to... into the formula. So he he might have done that, and he probably does that to uh, the other members of the band. Yeah, <laughs> they all talk about it behind his back. Uh, oh, Jesus, here goes Johnny again. He doesn't like this song. <laughs> we didn't come in here today to talk about Radiohead, though. No, but we probably that won't be the last time that we probably do, though. I'm oh. just saying. You, you seen crossovers? Influence. You know, oh. I, I think Radiohead was. They were jiving on this. I mean, shit, these guys formed an... Okay, we're talking... You clicked on the fucking podcast. You know who we're talking <laughs> about. We say, yeah. Sonic Youth, second album, Sister, from 1987. Yeah. 87. 87. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They formed in 81 or something. Like, these. this is not... They're not some uh, Johnny-come-lately alternative guys, you know? No. They're, like, as old as R.E.M. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> Um, where were you when, John? How'd you how'd you come on to Sonic Youth? Yeah, um, I don't remember the first time I heard them, but I do remember the first time I saw them, which was like ninety one Irvin Plaza, New yeah. York. Uh, Breeders opened for them. Oh, nice! Uh, it must have been. Oh, I'm terrible with chronological chronology but like dirty that around that? oh um i'm not sure oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah 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 in any way you gotta i know the answer yeah, yeah. that's kind of a rule on this one <laughs> yeah i've never been an aficionado i've always lo- like 
always liked them when I bump into them. They have a song. Do they have a song called <laughs> Pink Mist? Maybe. That, <laughs> yeah. I always thought uh, they. I like that song. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would. But want I, to seek one out. That's the one. I mean, I do remember. It was. Um, I hadn't been exposed to music that would span the chaos that would span like controlled and, and chaos yeah. in, in quite this way that like really resonated with my own experience of like the world growing up the world would seem organized and then sometimes completely unorganized <laughs> hey but wait a second they're connected so what it, kind it, of shit is this hold up wait a second exactly it, it uh it spoke to me yeah it spoke to a lot of people this is, this is like they're one of those bands. Everyone kind of knows who Sonic Youth is, but any musician or guy in a band will definitely know who they're like one of those bands that inspired more people probably than they sold records to. Yeah, you, you <laughs> the uh, Velvet Underground musician. Effect. Yeah, it's you know, like everyone who listened to Velvet Underground started a band. But well, you've, you've got Thurston Moore, who's yes. a guitar aficionado. I mean, is that fair to say that he likes guitars? He's got I, what? He's what good at guitars. Good? What's the word for good? He's good at guitars. Um, well, and there's something like a yeah. guitar or artist, a guitarist or something. <laughs> I, I, I think that's what they what call it. What if him? they do it twice? Are they a <laughs> re- guitarist? Re- mm-hmm. um, and then oh, we come on. <laughs> well, really? speaking of Reed, we got Ronaldo. <laughs> Lee <Fuck> Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Ronaldo, <laughs> uh, master of the Mellotron. Yes, <laughs> um, and uh, and he's so the other guitar player, right? The, he's the other guitar okay, player. Okay. Yep, For yep, me, yep. I'm, I am the audience here because I'm just not well versed. Yeah. I listened to this album today. Mm-hmm. It's a short one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took a real yeah. long shower. Got through got most punch. of it. <laughs> yeah, he's got punch. Um, so yeah, you're gonna have to. Yeah, this is. Sonic Youth for Dummies. Okay, episode yeah. one. Okay, I'm glad. Let's do it. <laughs> then we got uh, Kim Gordon, who's playing bass, and I mean everybody's also playing a, a number of other instruments here and there. Yep. Um, and then um, Steve Shelley on drums, and that's why you decided. <laughs> oh, right. This is not <laughs> their right. second album. <laughs> so <I> misspoke. <laughs> Disc. Hater, haters, right now. Um, <laughs> you're madly tweeting at. <laughs> T N E our producer and, we'll go with oh, network T N E network yeah. Yeah. producer sure. just corrected me producer yeah. Darcy yeah. Uh, just corrected me it's Pink Steam oh Pink Stream Pink, Pink Stream, stream. Oh, oh wow well I had one of those one time um, I, yeah right so so really what what's at play here is um you've been co- you've been covering reviewing second albums right yeah ish and ish mostly okay yep yep and um. I was really looking for uh, for a ruling from the podcast judges really uh, <laughs> about this because when I think so, – so Sonic Youth, um, this sister is the second album with their longtime drummer, Steve Shelley. And to me, Sonic Youth is Sonic Youth with Steve Shelley. Now, they're also Sonic Youth without Steve Shelley, and it's <laughs> – they're amazing, but they're just—it's just not the fully formed unit. So I feel like it's safe. You can you can make an argument in okay. any which way. There's yeah. a couple of second albums, which is great All as well. Right. I'm, so, I, we're know. gonna do Blood Sugar Sex Magic pretty soon. Then we've if if this ruling stands, which I think it's going to, because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. the classic lineup. I love oh. I love drumming. I love a good drummer, and this. This well, do you like Steve Shelley, like she's, has Steve Shelley been on your radar as like a drummer? 
Okay, where were you when I saw Sonic Youth in college? Maybe it was like my second year in college. And this is when my music has really started opening up. I started playing music and um, and uh, they were playing in Rochester. Uh, Kim mm-hmm. Gordon's from Rochester. So they, and they're, they're a New York band. So that was like, oh, yeah. fuck, we can go see Sonic Youth tonight at this fucking you know venue. We got in early. It was like at, at like a campus venue, some other school. We got in early and uh, the crew of us found out which hall it was in. It wasn't tough, obviously. We had tickets. <laughs> says it on the tickets. Um, and so uh, just walked in in the afternoon. And there was nobody in there except for Sonic Youth doing their sound check. And this is Sonic Youth opening up for the Jesus and Mary chain. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. What mm-hmm. year again did you say? 93. Oh, fun. Um, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. And we sat up in the bleachers, which hadn't even been like, like full or they, they were folded back for, Mm -hmm. you know, but, Mm -hmm. and sat there, didn't obstruct anything and watched them do their sound check and fucking Lee Ronaldo, as he's getting his sound together, he's making these amazing screech (laughs) noises and then saying to the tech, no, no, I want it. I want it to sound like it's going from this side of the room over to that side of the yeah. room. Like he was mm. sculpting his soundscape. And I'm in. I can't <laughs> wait to see this show. <laughs> like yeah. the nighttime couldn't come fast enough and it, uh. it blew me away. And I'm, I, I'm not uh, a Sonic Youth chaser, but the times I've listened to them, um, I've, I've totally appreciated Steve Shelley's approach to it. Um, what Thurston and, and Lee are doing is beyond me because I don't really play guitar. Um, but I, I love do. it's still beyond me too. They're <laughs> they're wizards. The <laughs> the fall they're apart warlocks. hold it together. I mean they're like edge lords, right? <laughs> they're just like hanging on it and and yeah, purposely yeah. making you think at any moment this is gonna drop. And Give then, me danger. Yeah, yep. and you you know it's tough to call out a riff. Okay, what's a Thurston Moore riff? What's a yeah. what's a, a, a Ronaldo riff? Yep. Um, um, which is a, a secondary podcast. I'm thinking about starting Ronaldo, Ronaldo riffs. Um, but Riff, there's riffing on the riffs. But there's like hints of hooks, you know? Yeah, on this record too, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's what I love about it. Really takes this like it has a pop sensibility. And probably, maybe not the but like that yeah. works for me. Yeah. And then chaos and disorder yeah and that really works for me yeah yeah i think their descendants are like radiohead and uh, uh those guys from dc to uh shudder to think mm. as oh, far wow. like noise rock wow yeah okay and with, with just implied hooks mm-hmm. you know just <laughs> we know what we're doing uh, yeah <laughs> right yeah. exactly Let, let's listen let's, let's crack it open let's skin this smoke wagon <laughs> schizophrenia it's the opening track Taken hold. <laughs> kind of layering that's ahead of its time like yeah the, the cure is putting together like disintegration mm-hmm. right now and they're kind of fucking with these ideas but they're never as noisy yeah i 
can assume this is Thurston singing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yep, it's yep. pretty much always unless it's Kim every once in a while. Yeah, uh, like and Lee sings um, a oh, number of does. songs, and there might be one on here. I've always been like, it sounds All like right. a Lee song. Kind of like the Beatles, like that. Everybody gets one every once in a while. Yeah, I like that. So this is a quasi concept album, right? Yes, and this song actually goes by um, it, it live. It'd go by another name. Title put track. it up a little bit. I'm gonna hear some of that. Yeah, there we go. Um, so schizophrenia is also go by sister. Yeah, Thurston would announce it as sister. Mm. And this is based on the Philip K. Dick yes. novels. Yeah. Not just one novel, but his whole his yeah. yeah. And well, you his, know who else too? Well, his twin sister that uh, died shortly after childbirth. Correct. Yes. Kind of like his his goat, like Elvis has had the same thing, but maybe he like ate him in the womb, something like that. I think Elvis had a twin that he ate in the Damn, womb. He died in '77. Oh, crap on him out, and uh, it took him that long. See, you hear that? It's my cell phone. <laughs> I swear to God, they're listening. They're listening, fuckers. I turned it off, put it under the couch cushion. You don't understand. <laughs> I brought mine in here. It might be me. <laughs> uh, I forgot where we were going, so let's just listen to this. Yeah, because it's about to go off. Made it okay to just play frenetic Tom hits, and where you know, was '87. Gonna drink. I'm gonna bring up James. Nah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, Steve Perkins got a lot of Tommy. Got a lot of Tommy work in there too. And this is '86 is when they formed. So it's it's still underground to have mm-hmm. like super active, just you know, Tom rhythms going on. And this guy just attacks it. I'd be remiss too now that I think of it not to bring up uh, Modest Mouse at this point as has been influenced Sonic by Descendants. I think especially when uh, start from hearing, the drumming perspective, uh, or, or more the guitar and just mm-hmm. the way he'll play the whammy bar, just like obnoxiously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah wrenching, that, just yeah, wrenching he, on that and instrument. He loves doing that in uh, Modest Mouse. What's his name? Oh, there's that dissonance. Yeah, yeah, it's so nice. He doesn't put the, the guy from Modest Mouse doesn't put his stick in the whammy bar. He physically really? grabs the bridge. And goes, it's kind of wow. Yeah, 
I don't know if that's cool or not, but that's what he does. Uh, maybe he doesn't want to. It keeps it from going out of tune so quickly. Doesn't I think have a Floyd I can Rose, get it. Maybe? I, I don't. I could never do a Floyd Rose. They're so sensitive, right? Yeah. Breathe on them. I, I'm that's saying, like, yeah, like I played guitar with a whammy bar. <laughs> they're they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're good at it, and then it's awesome. That's not. Couldn't be me. Yeah. But uh, that's a good song. This this album sets up a lot of that. Um, I know I'm saying the toms, but that drum heavy riff. Um, that's probably where you get your most consistent playing is the uh, the drum tracks are going to go through. Um, the guitars start swirling in and out and 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 are almost uh, a lyrical line to it. I guess I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> They're tough. They're tough to to. Um, to describe and so let me ask you this i got i have a question for both of you i'm going to list off some of the descriptions you know how we have like you know pop and rock and stuff like that and you tell you tell me if any of these yay or nay if any of these yeah genres okay thank you jared you tell me if any of these stick does deal breaker go to darcy because Does I mean, he, there's two of us. Yeah. So yes. we, we, okay. Ty okay. Goes, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's ready right, with her oh, pen. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we need a producer every episode. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Uh, alternative. Uh, alternative rock. Definitely. Sure. Okay. Almost. Uh, defined it. Like like early like yeah. early alternative rock. Uh, noise pop. Definitely. Yep. Okay. Garage slop. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> okay, down with that. No, I got okay. outvoted on that one. Uh, janky Panky? <laughs> Is that... Well, that was, you know, I was like, they, they did have that one EP that was a little Janky Panky. They did, okay. Yeah. A little Janky Panky. How about a Noise Rock? Yeah. For certain. Okay, uh, Spangle Jangle. Is that <laughs> is that one? I don't think so. I know, but I'm, I'm turning <laughs> that one down too. And uh, could you consider these songs tone poems? <laughs> <laughs> yes i suppose so yep yeah i mean it, it I, I was obviously kidding with some of those <laughs> um they it does have uh, that lyrical quality to the guitar where it's not just going back from a to b a yep. to b it's yep. it's journeying through this song yep. um it's almost like a hardwire to emotion you know it gives you another canvas to just throw you know whatever mm -hmm. Yep. Whatever you want to bring to it. Yeah. That, that's all I had for that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I know we can edit this out. Um, can we talk about drugs? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so um, psychedelics. Yes. And the experience. We're for them. Um, upon consciousness. Uh, so, you know, Sonic Youth feels a little bit like that experience mm -hmm. right i mean you know what it's like and when things start kicking in and you're journeying and spiraling on little things right <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but then you return in that yeah, return yeah. trip to like oh that's right there was some order here i'm playing softball <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm doing <laughs> yeah yeah i'm i'm yeah, doing that some thing order. right <laughs> i, I mean dropping I, the kids I, off at school right right, cool. right, okay, right. That, that's what i'm back to um now i you know i i don't really think that sonic youth were like trying to make music for psychedelics sure but what or i can say is they're touching something. upon an experience that is similar a similar dynamics mm -hmm. to when you are on psychedelics yeah, yeah right and so i don't know i guess that's like what what is what is your relationship with music do you want it to to like somehow map to or illustrate the something about your life like i mean there's you, there's 
Yeah, and and yeah. It, specifically to bands like where um, Sonic Youth is it isn't um, that. Uh, gosh, I think you said it nicely, John. So all I'm trying to do is agree with you. Um, they're they're not they're, uh, dinner table listening. Oh yeah, uh, you know whatever the dinner albums, party dinner party albums mixed. that we talk about every now and then. You're the probably, right the right dinner party. You, know, like you can I, that's a, you know yeah. And shouldn't they always be the right dinner party? Why are you wasting <laughs> your time at the wrong dinner party that you can't play Sonic Youth at? Sure. Okay. I don't. Someone's gonna get offended by that. I really shouldn't be at my <laughs> dinner party to begin with. But what I want out of music, I think, which I think was your question. <laughs> Yeah, it was dread. I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a boy mood. I wouldn't say elevator because it's not always, but like uh, reinfor- mood changer, reinforce. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. reinforce the mood you're in. And be like, oh yes, that thing, or and or like pull <laughs> you out, or extract yeah, you yeah. somewhere else. Maybe I need to get pumped up. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to get mm-hmm. low a little bit. Maybe I need to have some feelings. So yeah. listen to that song, and yeah. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. medicine, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, mood altering drugs. <laughs> Back again. We haven't even got to the second song yet. Let's do it. Or did we? We did. No, we didn't. Mm-mm. No, Man, we let's talk do about it. time there. doesn't exist. <laughs> Catholic block. Yeah, plug that guitar in. Stole almost that same move for the second album we made. It starts with plugging in the guitar. into it oh i'm sensing a riff Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) did you catch that there's a riff happening yeah he's kind of singing it too yeah yeah he's he's mating the rhythm melody building and releasing in the proper areas it's like sonic uh chiropractory <laughs> just exhale <laughs> it's uh he's drumming the shit out of that one Catch all that? <laughs> that was some shit going on. There was mm-hmm. some panning. There was some yeah, one guy fucking around in this ear, fucking around in that ear. They're they're tone chasers. They're, like the whole band is are, are tone chasers. Um, 
historically going on tour with dozens and dozens of guitars, some used just for one song, which isn't terribly special, but the way they're doing it for just the one song is in an absurd tuning with some Frankenstein work on this top. This is of the it. guitar that yeah. I play with a dildo. Yeah. And I don't know if that happened. I saw Dave Navarro. It was a vibrator. Do that, though. <laughs> yes. Dave Navarro did it. Reeves Gabriels did it. It was a thing going around in the 90s. It was like that. I can never do that. You chip on my teeth. That's an acoustic guitar, everybody. Yeah, come on. And they and they're sprinkled in through all these recordings. So they, they did this at um, Sear Sound in New York, 16 track studio, 1987, Whoa. 16 track studio. That's like, a little behind the times. There there are other tracks out there. There's some 32s. You know, maybe you go to California, you might find a 48 or something like that. I'm not sure what what intervals they go at. Um, but in March and April of 1987 they record this album and then it comes out june 1st 1987 what a turnaround yeah Mm. yeah they it's like they got the formula they um developed their sound a little bit more past their first the uh, first three albums um (laughs) and but this is this is kind of where they they galvanize exactly this is that that seems to be word on the street yeah yep yeah I'm glad we all agree on that. <laughs> and then, and then, Daydreamation became like it was just much. It was this direction, much more polished. Yeah. Yep, much you know more better produced. It's and... that John the Baptist record that just tells you what's coming. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, they produced it themselves, and they all get producer credits on this album. Wow. Mm. So they're kind of doing. You know, there are some that are called out, like written by, written by this person, <laughs> yep. written by that person, sure. but they all get the producer credits for it, and they're all playing on all of the tracks. Yep. Um. I'm bummed because I had this drop that apparently I I um didn't save, but oh, they had man. their original drummer. Do you know who their original drummer is? Lars Ulrich. I've seen the name. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. His name's Richard Edson, right? Okay. Richard Edson after uh, dropped out. Uh, you know, I think during a tour, right after a tour, to pursue an acting career. Oh. Now you've seen Richard Edson before. Was his stage oh, name? Gosh. No, that's, that's his name. He's Richard a character Edson. actor, and he's been in a bunch of stuff. Miami Vice. Oh, I wish I had this drop. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yes. Remember the two, the one of the two guys who uh, took the Ferrari yep. and said, oh, yep. "Hey, we'll yeah. take care yeah, of yeah, it, yeah. man." The one with the slick back hair, or the I'm other a guy, professional. Yeah, the guy Him. driving. The guy, the, yeah, the guy driving. Oh. That's he was the original drummer for Sonic Youth. That is insane. <laughs> yeah, and think about how many movies you've seen that dude in. He was in. Um, yeah, he, he got around. He was a character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What well, he was uh, Ferris Bueller, Good Morning Vietnam, which mm-hmm. came out in 1987 when this album comes out. So he's, like, he's gonna be feeling pretty good about his decision probably, in 1987. Mm-hmm. Probably feels pretty good about it. He's also in Do the Right Thing. He played, uh, he's got health insurance through SAG and, and everybody in Sonic Youth does not. <laughs> yes, and some of Sonic Youth's take on, this came out on SST label. Uh, they go to Geffen after this. Right. And so they, they're starting to, this album gets some, some juice. Mm-hmm. To, they were the first New York band to get signed to SST. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. It took them that long, but I mean, they have that distinction. And yeah. SST is like the legendary, you know, that's the Black Flag label mm-hmm. that they started. And, yeah. and I think Dinosaur Jr. and like who and were, fl- you know, Screaming Trees. Yeah. Uh, God rest. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was like the, this is like, uh, like what Rough Trade is to England is what SST yeah. is to yeah, American, yeah. uh, music so they embraced it when it was time to go to geffen they were like yeah we're that sounds great because to your point now we can get in advance so we can get health insurance we can pay for our rent and (laughs) you want us to make music jesus (laughs) christ yeah oh you want health insurance well uh, yeah so there was some practicality with it and uh and this this album helped them get to get to have those conversations and ultimately with uh daydream nation and, and goo just it really yeah. kind of mm-hmm. wouldn't be long after that. they went big for a little bit they're taking a young band like nirvana out as openers yeah you know? yep. yeah yeah they're on top of the world old souls yeah maybe i don't know <laughs> i think i can hang out with most of them oh really? three out of the four i think i, okay, I, I think i'd probably get along with who, who are you not chilling with I, th- I think Thurston's probably tough. He there, seems there's difficult. Some, there's some okay. drama. There's drama. <laughs> right? Are we, yeah, yeah. I feel that? Yeah, We're yeah. all Team Kim over here? Yeah, I, I, I think so. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might be one of those. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Beauty lies in the eye. Can we play that one? I'm going to. playing on a trash can that's in a different room i mean the the soundscape yeah. the, the sculpting of of this is is pretty incredible you know what yeah you know what's making me think of is a record we did uh, a month or two ago the uh, mazzy star i was yes this is that for all that, that reverb the way kim's singing right there for that dinner album mazzy star <laughs> that, with oh, with the sonic the youth back to back fuck yeah everybody at that party is fucking after, no, but you, afterwards, not at the <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not, not kink shame if you're into that, but nah. you know, this ain't that kind of party. would be that kind of party, yeah. We'd be playing some fucking what do what swingers listen to, like uh, Kid Rock or something? I don't know. In Eyes Wide Shut, weren't they listening to <laughs> classical? Yeah, <laughs> talking about bone these. poems, would you call that bone, bone poems? poems? I'm talking about these. Fucking grody Gen X swingers, you know, not the classy boomer swingers. I mean, for some reason, I'm stuck on Queensrÿche. (laughs) Oh, has it just Just begun? If they didn't produce this, 
they, I'm sure there would be a producer saying, listen, if we just cut 16 of those backing guitar tracks, <laughs> you could have a nice little ditty with, mm -hmm. with King uh, Kim singing. And we need so much reverb. Yeah. Yeah, we need all of it. All of the Fuck reverb. Fuck off out of the studio. Yes, please, leave. <laughs> and... Uh, and I think they probably had those kind of conversations uh, amongst themselves and then also relating with media where, um, you know, they, they it seems like they didn't know how to show this band or what to do with it. What and, to and do with them, uh, obviously. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. And what do you what, get? What's the model? What right. is it? Yeah. <laughs> and what is it? So they realize that everybody's looking at Kim when they're playing so she's going to stand front and center mm -hmm. um because it, that just makes sense she she doesn't want to ask blonde playing the shit out of just a bass crushing the bass um and you know but she doesn't want to have you know cupy girl you know front person not her vibe it's not her vibe it's so there's this there's in the music you can hear some turmoil you see here you know whatever i'm projecting on it now but um that kind of battle but that's also happening in real time for them, too. And we haven't mentioned this. Kim and Thurston are married and right. have been married for, like, five years at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and would be for another decade or two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And are, are you know, to, to some degree or another, artists, artists, too. Mm -hmm. she, Kim's got a background in going to, you know, for visual arts and going to art school and you know, we liked it. I didn't put it in 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 the janky panky and the spangle jangle, <laughs> but I mean, this art rock. This is definitely. totally like this kind art, of rock. art rock, mm -hmm. definitely. Um, and uh, and some other. Uh, obviously, there's an actor in it for a little bit, and <laughs> you know, Lee did uh, some of the uh, posters and stuff. There's there's a very visual element to mm -hmm. what they like outside of music. They're not pushing for the traditional visual element for how to present a rock band. And they're not giving you the traditional song structure, um, but they're getting momentum. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's kind of a neat thing that Sonic Youth in a way was allowed to happen or was right. able to carve out enough space. But the that, David Geffen company. Yeah. Of all places. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Throw, throw those kids some cash. <laughs> I like them wacky sounds. How do you feel about um, like the Jay Mascus, um, Dinosaur Junior space that they're sharing? You know, like yeah, I you know I've like listened to a wise lot. I, I'll and... probably listen to a lot more Dinosaur Junior. Yeah. Oh, you guys um, did Bug, right? Uh, Bug. No, was that no. The second? no, we did the. Uh, God, was that another? Do we have to bend the rules in other time? Or we did so, no. Well, in any case, yeah, early yeah. Dinosaur Junior. Yeah, yeah. early <laughs> yeah, Dinosaur yeah, Junior. Yeah, yeah. Um, on SSD, yeah. Yeah, and, and so there's some, you know, there's some thread right it's there. It's in the air. But, uh, I mean, they're playing on similar instruments, too. Like, mm -hmm. this is this is also mm -hmm. the era of where, like, guitarists are starting to, some of these guys, like, um, uh, you know, Thurston Moore and, and Costello and uh, Jay Mascus and, you know, even Robert from The Cure are playing the jazz masters and, and the, mm -hmm. the, um, they're... they're the, it seems like there's tone chasers who are going for now a certain style of guitar, and, and I don't know where I'm going with that either. Well, but there's similarities well, in these tones, you know. Even even yeah. if the structure isn't there, it's yeah. like some of these albums, like you know, sounds coming through the same. Was that I mean, clear? and and <laughs> and Thurston, you know, well, there, there's a little bit of democracy in Sonic Youth across all the instruments, but sure. especially between Lee and Thurston. 
Which in Dinosaur Jr., <laughs> like, I don't know if Jay could function in a way in which there was just, a little bit more give and take. Yeah, right? second guitarist. I, I mean, no shade to Dinosaur no. Jr. Yeah. But every band has its dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, the circle only has one center. It, it, it's maybe um, once they got that democracy with Sonic Youth, then they realized, okay, we can we can throw not just two guitar tracks on here with maybe each get a backing track, but yeah, let's throw 14 guitar tracks on here and we're all going to get to play in this milieu instead of I just want this one direct voice. Mm. Uh, yeah, they did play well together. Sometimes. For a while they did. Yeah, for a little <laughs> bit. Um, let's listen to the last 15 seconds of Beauty Lies before we start um, Stereo Sanctity because that connection is beautiful on this album. That's proper. I love it. All right, because it's sort of like a We Are the Champions uh, situation where it always rolls into We Will Rock You. We can't play one without the other. Uh, To be determined. Seven. Seven. rhythm for a they, bit and then as soon as it, on purpose yeah. but as soon as the drums kick in the two oh. guitars and lock in together you know how fucked up that is yeah <laughs> the way he's going in and in and in and in stop it I want the sound to go across <laughs> the room <laughs> yeah. Sounding dangerously like just good old post-punk right mm-hmm. here. Yeah, this and this like it. to me feels a little bit like looking back to where yeah. they where they've come from. Um, that's what I love about this album. It really it's that space between like bridge. T- yep, it's the bridge. <laughs> you were talking about 17 seconds uh, or forest. Yeah, it's just a little bit of blocane and you got it. <laughs> I feel it right. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they had that in New York in the 80s. No, that was not. Never snowed. Such bold choices for for frequency. Just this abrasive second half to the riff. I mean, I I don't even know how to to qualify it. (laughs) It's a fucked up resolve. Yeah, see, he's just like... They're doing it again. I didn't see the Radiohead comparisons until you until you brought that up. That's fucking. That's John. Like Johnny loves Sonic Youth. Definitely. I think. And then the, those weirdos in Oklahoma City were thinking about this at the same time because they're almost as old as. Uh, uh, who's those guys? Who's, who are the, the, the weirdos, weirdos from Oklahoma City? Everybody loves them. They, you uh, see Salma Hayek feeds them. What yeah, are you talking the flaming about? Flaming lips. Oh, the flaming mm. lips. They're oh, doing this sure. in a much more lo-fi kind of situation. They don't have that David Geffen <laughs> money. In this, in this. Some of them, yeah. And they didn't 
that it was like they were trying to do this on just on they didn't have that David, David wow. Geffen movie. A little though. add a little carnival to it and and uh, to Sonic Youth and you get kind of flaming lips. I mean, remove the like eighty early eighties New York scuzz yeah, like, yeah. Right. from it. <laughs> not yeah. not an Oklahoma City yeah. uh, kind of situation. Was, were you? Did we go to that show at the Roseland with flaming lips and porno for pyro? I remember we've been. Porno. I know Darcy, <laughs> but, but I don't remember. I don't remember flaming lips. Flaming lips opened for porno for pyro at the at oh the Roseland, oh, okay. and they were. It was right at the end of that phase. They were. They had Vaseline. Like Vaseline oh, just came so out, right. and they were like, "We could actually, we could actually do. We, we got some. They started getting that breed. Those like David Geffen size checks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Next thing you know, there's pink robots flying around everywhere. Right. You, you get it. I'm gonna get in a giant ball for this. Okay, song. Who cares if she used jelly or cheese at that point? <laughs> God, yeah. what's their second album? That's a, that would be a good one. I hope, I hope so. I thought we did it. No, we didn't touch it. <laughs> I think it's the first time we've ever said Flaming Lips on here. Which really? Is no way. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's kind of a, a, a tough listen to because it is hitting some of... Uh, I don't know, emotional chords or whatnot. Let's, uh, let's kill this side of the album. Okay. And this is well within album territory. In 1987, there were albums. You had tapes that had one yes. side and, and records that this had This record other. was issued on vinyl for sure. Yeah. There are distinct sides here. How do they end it? The side? You think it was something intense? Probably. Pipeline slash kill time. Stretch me to the point where I stop Run 10,000 miles and then think of me I think you know the place we should meet Don't worry if it's dark and I'm late Let me out of thin wire Help me to kill this love You're talking strobe lights are going off and, 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 and That's a strobe light tempo Yeah, yeah there's, there's heads bobbing and just I mean, you're right in it You're in it There's a pause coming up. This pause is like... Right into it. You're going to talk about some toms. Yeah. He was the first drummer I ever saw play a kit with a maraca in one hand. <laughs> and he was using it to hit the snare. Amazing. <laughs> it was incredible. And then he didn't care when he hit the hi-hat with it. He was, I was just like, dude, that is I love it when so they do good. the will they, groove. won't they, and you're counting. And they're like, will yeah. they? No. Yeah. And maybe. Huh? No, yep. no, this is a, well, fuck it. I'm not counting anymore. I'm already past. I'm out of fingers, motherfuckers. <laughs> you surprise me. Yeah. First album with a slowdown. Well, there is a slash in the title. This feels like a musical slash happening right here. No one is right. Nothing is solid. 
solo you know i think even like younger kids and when i say kids because they're about our age makes me feel better but like brand new yeah once they got out of their mall punk phase yeah sure and those are those are long island kids those are your brethren right there yes there's a new york long island area there's, there's a music there's a vein mm-hmm. and i think they're kind of in that tradition it, it, it's like this band allowed you to Make good, make music on a guitar without, you, like, to appreciate yeah. the sounds you can make on an instrument instead of saying I have to make music with this instrument. Well, eighty-seven, and then within that is yeah. is, a, is almost like a backdoor to making music. You We're know? still in the shred wars in nineteen eighty-seven. For sure, there's some there's some pretty glam going on. Oh, and just the fretboard wizardry at this point. Fire! Is, it's an arms race. Mm-hmm. It's everyone <laughs> is like, who can play the fastest? And it was a fool's yeah. errand anyway, because yeah, yeah. Eddie Van Halen was still alive and breathing in the 80s. So just everybody knock it off and play punk rock. He's got it covered. Did he ever get into this territory? Yeah. He talk, oh, so noise seemed, rock? Yeah, it's it's too loose. Like, yeah, it always yeah, seemed like he had is, clean notes no matter yeah, what he yeah, was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, a, that was a race for, like, the structure and technical. Yeah. Right? And these guys are just like, yeah, yeah tabulate that, that's a thing. Have fun with that. We're, yeah. Right. Are they done recording or are they warming up? Like, what <laughs> yeah. is that? Yeah. We're like, still practicing. See. I mean, we used to, I used to buy the guitar books or whatever, the guitar mag. Like, how are you going yeah. to notate <laughs> yeah. this? Yeah, how are you going to do that? Oh, well, you got to add this fret or this. Right. Right. You got to add this pickup to the Put middle the of your fretboard. Put drumstick between this string and this string <laughs> yeah. at this fret. Yeah. yeah, what's the Italian, uh, you know, like Allegro or whatever? What's the word that you put on the music when when oh, the yeah. dildo's supposed yeah, yeah. to be in there? Yeah, it's a, a C footnote. <laughs> <laughs> it's an asterisk. But for they, sure. but, but uh, the, these guys are are both guitar wizards, and they do play really well together. And they have a very similar approach to wanting to explore the sonic dimension that their instrument can create. So yeah. they would add extra pickups in in areas of the guitar that they thought had better resonance they would use like the jazz master we were talking about but they'd use a, a number of other guitars too but like to one point that lee made a guitar that had 18 strings and six of them you played and the other ones were all sympathetic strings just resonated, to, just resonated. and the thing is it has a of an extension bar that comes off of <laughs> off of it, <laughs> and and it's all strung sideways. Well, it's, and see, there's like your they're uh, messing around. There's where there may be kindred spirits with Eddie, who would ha- have no qualms with taking a chainsaw to a guitar if he thought it made it sound better, or dig out the pickups. And For sure, just to to really also a tone chaser, total tone chaser, yeah. and to really appreciate it. And they, I mean, there's no way without getting into a Van Halen thing. There's no way that either of these don't go like Eddie Van Halen's an incredible <laughs> guitarist. Like, right. like, Everybody in guitar though. agree. Oh, eight one two isn't even out yet. Yeah, holy <laughs> this shit. is ridiculous for nineteen eighty seven. Right? This, I mean, it feels way more contemporary than eighty seven. Yeah. But, but also kind of maybe like what you're saying. It's looking back to some of the old stuff too. It's it's well rooted, but uh, also a little bit elusive. Yeah. Is it out of time a little bit? Like, could you pick this up and put it? Let's just say, could you put this at ninety seven and? Be like, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you'd be like, why are these guys copying Shutter to think so much? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wonder. I, I mean, like, it's... it feels out of place somewhere. I mean, today. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
though well, I am definitely admittedly not up on too much contemporary music right. that's going on today. But yeah, they, I mean, this is kind of the beginning of real heavy guitar, guitar-driven wizardry. Um, I don't know what the Smashing Pumpkins are doing right now, but they... <laughs> You know they they kind of get that wall of sound yeah. together. These guys mm-hmm. are doing soundscape. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like something like Hendrix would envision. You know, in some kind of fever dream or something. They were Hendrix comparisons by. I've know, seen like, a couple of that. Yeah, like guys that wrote for The Voice. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, that wouldn't that last one? Well, I mean, take something off of his second album that we covered, Access Bold as Love. Yeah. With weird uh, feedback, bird sounds and stuff. Yep. I mean, they're not, they're yeah. not wrong. No, <laughs> no, and that that's a that's a pretty good commonality too. And where Hendrix would, um, you know, snap into and just you know, or or just snap into just some kind of nice upbeat melody for a little bit. Um, these guys and gals don't really give it that. Uh, that space they like the 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 pregnant pause on this album um and the reference to we could make a song out of almost any of this at any time but we we like we're, we're gonna make you listen to it maybe fall apart yeah <laughs> it's it's the danger let me put this further into context by reading you the charts of uh, mm-hmm. the week of june 1st 1987 just to make it a little more ludicrous, what's happening here? At number ten, it's "I Want to Dance with Somebody" by Whitney Houston. Sure, right? Yeah, no, right in the same vein. And you know, you and I are pretty cool. We might have those two songs on the same playlist. You know, Sonic Youth and Whitney. But yeah, in nineteen eighty-seven, yeah. forget about it. We, I think, all three of us, if we threw a dinner party, there, there would be a good, there would be a good soundtrack going if we, if we all contributed. Like, oh, Dude, I like what you did there. In it goes, it goes go well with the arugula. Herb Alpert's got a, a top ten hit in 1987. What? what? The Diamonds. I don't know this. That's song. a fake name. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. You want to make it in horn? You got to change up your name. Fleetwood Mac's got a hit. Uh, Big Love, 1987. Oh my gosh! At, at number seven. Yeah, it's kind of setting the scene here. Oh no. I've I've just yet, <laughs> I have only yet begun to set this scene, which came out in 1987. Bon Jovi's debut album, "Wanted Dead or Alive," at number seven. I think I said the last one was number seven. But is I it fucking lied? "Wanted Dead or Alive" is their first album. Yeah, man. Is "Slippery When Wet" their second album? Yeah. No, it's their third album. They had that whatever "Degrees in the Shade" was their first album. It had "Runaway" on it and shit. Oh. So their second album, oh yeah, I called it the debut album, didn't I? John was the a one huge anybody cares about. Bon Jovi fan in high school. Don't let anybody tell you different. By the next episode rules, that's their second album, right? Wow. Uh, I <laughs> proclaimed, as soon as I had seen them on TV and their hair and their whole situation, I declared we will probably never see these guys again. What one-hit wonders these fools are. Mm. Look at those pantaloons, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> what band is this? Yeah. That's what I do is I curse bands into megastardom. <laughs> after I saw Train at the uh, at the Crocodile and left after two songs because I said this is the wackest bullshit anyone ever talked me into going to see. And I said yeah. we shall never see these guys again. Mm-hmm. It will never darken my wow. ear holes again. <laughs> train, you made Train. I, I did. 
I you got a band you want me to curse <laughs> for a price? I'll do it. I could not curse this next band though. Number six, Genesis Into Deep. There's some invisible mm. touch That's era. Error. And Fuck then we yeah. got this record. Right. Okay. <laughs> Wait, um Genesis Genesis, right? Yeah. Uh post Peter Gabriel. Yes. Uh, how how many albums post Peter Gabriel? Oh, he left in like 80, 81, maybe late 79 even. Okay. So five, six years. I don't want to just I think uh, do some, like, I was three. trying to I'll connect some kind of sonic yeah, explorations over. with Genesis and, and Sonic Youth, but uh, yeah. there, there's nothing there. There's well, no there, there. Well, okay. So prog rock. Yeah. You know, something yeah. we didn't bring up. I mean, Genesis gets called, you know, prog rock, especially their early years mm-hmm. with Peter Gabriel. They'd always stick, even on. Um, that right, Invisible Touch? Yeah. There's one or two decent prog yeah. jams on that mm-hmm. record. They mm-hmm. never let that go all the way. Yeah. They, had, mm-hmm. they figured singles out, but they still, for the right. heads, right. put some jams on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they were their breads, but the, the guardrails yeah. are there. They <laughs> right. stay within it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Do not venture. <laughs> they weren't they weren't going, they weren't about to pull some some what, dissonant bullshit like what were uh, what what number were they at though they were at number Genesis. six in too deep and it's yeah. heading up the charts at i this mean it's point. a jam yeah. oh for crying out loud <laughs> number five with or without you you too wow got that 45 in a cereal box. sure you too yeah. on the rise yeah oh you got, my gosh you guys did you too right we did we did, mm-hmm. we did do you too mm-hmm. <laughs> we too we too did you too <laughs> Oh, number four, Chris DeBerg. You know his song? No. Yeah, you do. The Lady in Red. <gasps> oh my God! Is it? Is he a one-hit wonder? Or yeah, is I he? I believe like, so. He, you tell me another. I don't know any other Chris DeBerg. Chris DeBerg jam. But I know that one. Good enough. You know what? That's all you need. You like Lisa Lisa and the Cold Jam, or just mm. the Cold Jam and not so much Lisa Lisa? <laughs> I like their later work. Yeah. <laughs> Head to toe at number three. Still like heading up, actually would stall peak position. It's it's at its arc. Yeah, that feels about right. That's a good one. Okay, but you know. Okay. Oh, Jesus, Atlantic Star. This is so 1987. You know Atlantic Star. I'm not. I can't sing all these two. Always is the name of the song. Number two. I don't know how it goes. Number two in the nation. Also, it's peak position that it will ever get. What am I doing in 1987? Which is uh, let's see. 92, yeah, probably not yet. <laughs> um, 92 is graduation, and so uh, let's see, 87 years is eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yeah, get the fuck eighth, out of here. Well, oh, Beastie Boys. I mean, for me, it was like it was, <laughs> yeah. all, it was all about the Beastie Boys, yeah. But how, how, uh, how, yeah, this is how uh, tuned in Paul's to, Boutique era, right here, sure, yeah, the groundbreakers, and even that, you know, that that. Probably took maybe one or two years before it came out for it to sink into my into yeah. my palate, and then it was like, "Hey, ladies," and stuff like that. You know, we should do that record. Yeah, <laughs> we should we should try. We should do fucking... Paul's boutique. Yeah. <clears throat> Kim Wilde, you remember who Kim Wilde is? That sounds familiar. Well, she was number one this week with "You Keep Me Hanging On," the old Supreme song. Oh, you keep me. Yeah, hanging put a little on. more disco beat on it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Also, maybe a one-hit wonder. Maybe, but that's a number one meaning. That's a number one hit wonder. Saying that, but the best kind of one-hit wonder you can be is a number one. One You're gonna have a hit. Be one. 
That's like that's like top uh, of the pops. Dr- yeah, that's a fucking top of the pops. Thank <laughs> that's, you. That's and one in basketball terms. I got the score <laughs> and the free throw. Yes. Um, what else was going on in there? Is is nineteen eighty seven for as far as oh, it was the year of the rabbit? So I mean, der, you know, there's that. But then uh, a couple, a few top movies that came out to help round out the landscape. Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> I mean, pre-McDreamy. Or know? was he McSteamy? Or was he McChicken? I think before he got cool in that movie, yeah, as the character, he might have had this album and then stopped listening to it. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Full Metal Jacket comes out. Mm-hmm. Fucking killer. Kubrick. Wall Street comes out. The Lost Boys come out. <laughs> More Morrison in that, in that, you know, I, I can't see the vampires listening to Sonic Youth unless they really were getting jazzed up. Did for you say Morrison or Morrissey? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Um, that was a test. We, we learned uh, through Michael Douglas that you, uh, speaking of the year of the rabbit, that you, um, uh, don't hang, don't, don't cheat on your wife with someone who's going to uh, want to kill you later in oh, Fatal Attraction. Yeah. The Untouchables comes out. <laughs> yeah, checked it once. You want to stay warm? Stomp your feet. Uh, Good Morning Vietnam comes out. Uh, and and to stick with some of this, uh, this uh, some kind of wonderful. You know, I don't know oh, if you shit. guys remember that, but there's, um, there's some there's some teen romance feels that are going was, on at this what's time. What's her name from Back to the Future? Uh, Leah Thompson. Yeah. Yeah, and Mary Rob Kay Lowe? Stewart, Master Antonio. Or was that? I think. <laughs> Which of the Brat Pack was no, in that? That was like. Eric Stoltz. Ah, uh, I was going to Judd Nelson in that shit. No, but the guy who Should've played been. Casey Jones in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, was the bully in that movie, but he actually wasn't a bully. Yeah, it turned out to be a cool guy. Let them into the museum. Do um, you think without coordination, we could all agree upon Eric Stoltz's best role? Ooh. Speaking of back to the yes. future. Okay. I got, I, I, you want to go at the same time? Okay. You go. Oh, do, do, do you have one? Sure. Okay. We'll go on three. Or are we just. Name um, of the movie? Yep. On three? One, two, three. Pulp, Pulp fiction. fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Princess Bride comes out, and we all, and we all fall in love with that Ooh. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, how much do you think gas was a gallon in 1987? Dollar eighty seven, <laughs> way too cheap. <laughs> eighty nine cents. On ah, it hurts. There's gonna be a couple of geopolitical things going on here. Um, the average income was about twenty five thousand. Mm-hmm. Stamp. What do you think? First class stamp. Is there a second class stamp? By the way, I can never find them. It's like those penny stamps or something like yeah. that. I'm guessing fifteen cents. Eleven cent. Twelve. Twenty four. Oh, oh shit. The stamp has been one of the best deals ever for the <laughs> longest time. And people, I knew I should have bought that forever right. stamp at whatever. <laughs> forever stamp. Yeah. It's got like hologram technology on it. But, I mean, it's not, how much is a stamp now? Like 30 something? I think they're like 39 or maybe I mean, 42. Like, yeah, it's like a 40 sack. It's been a 40 sack forever. Right. You know? Right. No inflation. There. I'm just saying our economy's in the wrong place. Um, let's see. Uh <laughs> Do you guys remember when the Cessna landed in Moscow's Red Square and nobody saw it coming and <laughs> that this was teenage just German teenager flew a Cessna into into the Moscow Red Square to help bring peace and unity through through uh I 
You don't, don't remember I kind of remember, no. but like, where is no. he now? Yeah. Oh, he, he, he went to jail he, for 14 months. <laughs> and then everybody everybody was fired who, who let that happen. And he got convicted to go to jail for four years. But they let him out because of geopolitical pressure. Like, yeah. Dude, it's been Remember over when a year. Used to like work. This kid, this is yeah, yeah. That <laughs> and shit's. Then real. he fell out a window. <laughs> he got, he, he got sniffed a weird something and then had and a died. stroke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there was uh, something called the Iran Contra hearings going on while Sonic Youth is sculpting this fucking mm-hmm. album. Uh, stock market plunge. Uh, Reagan talks to Gorbachev at a summit. Um, you know, let's see. We uh, do some some business. We do some dirt in the Persian Gulf. It's funny enough. Any year we do a record, it seems like. Two, that's yeah. one of the headlines. That we shows did, up. We did some dirt in the Middle East. All the time. Um, uh, presidential candidates Hart and Biden drop out of the presidential race. <laughs> 1987. And then we've got... Uh, do you remember the name of the little girl who got rescued from the well? Baby Jessica. Little baby Jessica. I remember little baby Jessica. They fed a monkey down the well with with a sandwich, and it grabbed onto her face and pulled her out. Shut like a bowling ball. <laughs> I, a lot of people don't know the TV details of that. Like everybody else. <laughs> You're a goddamn liar. Uh, let's see. The first term for world music gets agreed upon in London to bring a whole grouping of type music so they could sell it on record shelves, because otherwise you didn't know where to look for your world music. Yeah. So that's Peter Gabriel. Big part of that. So let's not forget. There's a lot of there's a lot of borders being pushed or grouped together sonically in 1987. Mm-hmm. <laughs> War all died, um, <laughs> and the first episode of The Simpsons shows up oh, on the Tracy Ullman show. Wow. <laughs> the Family Therapy episode, right? Yeah. Where they all got the shock buttons on each other on Tracy Ullman. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's old. It looks shitty old. too. It's hilarious. Nobody's voice is right. It's awesome. No, it's all screwy. <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's a, a lot of stuff going there on. There you are, 1987. Yeah. If, you, what? if a song were to make it onto the billboard from this album, this mm. next song would be that song. What is this? Some kind of segue, tough, gnarl. Dude, right away. Better be a reggae song. <laughs> Got up, you flipped it over. This is what greets you. Yeah, and no lie, that yeah, like as far as accessibility, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it starts falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but well, the radio edit, you know, um, this song only is like three minutes long. It's a perfect single mic, actually.
so they won't do shit. Come on, man. Just give it to me, man. Right. It's such a deliberate uh, choice to go into that that those cowboy chord kind of approach to it, and then double down on it for the change. <laughs> right. Uh, it's like, what would Bon Jovi do, and then do the opposite? Yeah, well, with, they kind of flip the script because they're exactly you're exactly right. They're they're, they're like, no, this is where most of it's going to happen, and then you'll get some hooks here yeah. and there. Yeah, I mean, come on. Just speeding up a little bit, maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, gotta, you gotta be live tracking this. I mean, this is the best part of the trip. I really like it. You're ready, you're about to throw the toaster into the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> when right rabbit peaks. <laughs> feel about that <laughs> it's intense it, that's I got, it I <laughs> because they don't they don't do the return no they never they do they no. <laughs> they're not gonna give you that kind of sad at the edgelords i think you call them yeah here's a great pop song follow me kids, <laughs> kids. <laughs> just a, oh my god there's a pop song in here and you won't believe what happens next <laughs> oh click yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember when you were young and you didn't have to worry about that? <laughs> it's, like, it's like a Sam Kennison bit. <laughs> wow. Um, and uh, yeah, a good one. A good one to kind of, uh, you know, it gave you just the right amount of time to flip the record over, walk back to your beanbag chair, sit down for a bit and be Start like, all right, let's finish half this of that dude. Yeah. Um, do you know uh, Thurston Moore played in on the movie... Uh, soundtrack uh, Velvet Underground, which is kind of one of our favorite movies around here. Oh, Velvet Goldmine. Velvet Goldmine. That's what okay. I. That's what I meant. Sorry. He was uh, part of the Wild Rats. Yes. Which was the the the, the stand-in for the Stooges in that movie. Yes. And do you know who else played in that movie band? In uh, the Wild Rats. Uh, or there was two bands. Okay. In the and one of them is a the guy we've already mentioned tonight. Oh, who is it? So you had the Wild Rats. Yeah. They had Venus in furs. Yeah. So the Wild Rats were the Stooges, but not the Stooges, because Ewan McGregor was Iggy Pop, but he wasn't but Iggy Pop. But he wasn't Iggy Pop. So the spiders from Mars yeah. are Venus in furs. Okay. And that was Johnny Greenwood. No shit. Uh, Tom York. <laughs> and, oh my, I might be fucked up. I can't remember. Thurston Moore might have been a, a Venus in fur, actually, now that I think about it, because... So they, there's there's this I'm just kind of putting it together now, but there's in a in movies you know a lot of professional musicians who are playing in the the movie band background kind of <laughs> right. deal, you know. Um, Hats off to Ewan McGregor for like a dope ass TVI version. They put it on the soundtrack. It was that good. He, he did. He sung that great. Um, but also in the movie Backbeat. So um, uh, in Backbeat, you got Mike Mills, Dave Grohl. Right. Uh, Don Fleming and uh, what, Greg Dull. 
um, playing. Dooley from the Dooley, yeah, from the uh, the Wigs. I can't read the Af- eyes from uh, the, Afghan the Wigs of Afghan. But it's neat, and and, and Thurston Morris with I think kind of with that starts getting into soundtrack and and other side projects, and that's something that. Um, Kim embraces, you know, they're, you know, it's rock and roll, rock and roll's coolest couple kind of deal. Um, (laughs) And part of their secret, you know, if you, if you read enough about them while you're taking lunch at work um, is uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, they did have quite a bit of side projects, other interests going on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Sonic Youth is something that they do together. I got I wonder what that would be like playing in a band with your spouse. Yeah, I don't know. I never even dated another artist in my life. I've, I don't know. It's got, got to be a weird space, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and probably they both need breathers, and everybody, <laughs> it seems like, have, have these fun little side projects going. And, but they're not just like, oh, that's a little passion project. It's like, oh, fuck, I saw you in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You did that as well? Yeah, they seem like, uh, I mean, what the it, fuck else are they going to do? <laughs> you know, you Sonic Youth is, uh, it's not, yeah, well, you could say it's a full time job. It's not a full time job. Obviously, they had time on their hands. Yeah. They ain't got no kids. They yeah, have yeah. no kids, right? You know, and they, they do. Have, they do have kids. They have yeah. a, Where the yeah. fuck did they find the time to have side projects then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reverse One everything. Daughter. Yep. Who's in art school? Yeah. Yep. Um, Clay Go. <laughs> Coco. Yeah. I don't know what her, it, her last name is. More. Heller Moore or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. But I mean, Moore, be, Gordon. Um, and she even started playing music. Didn't want her parents to go to any of her shows because nice. you know. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But was also not telling anybody really who her parents were. You know, it wanted nothing, none of that yeah. scape, their scape to come into hers because she has this like kind of fierce artistic integrity, which I think she probably gets from her <laughs> parents. A little bit uh, yeah, um, hereditary. I suppose. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if I can, Kim even started a clothing <laughs> she, line and shit, you know, she I mean? could have yeah. rebelled and just totally did some like shitty country music, though. Yeah, just to, <laughs> just to piss her parents off. So, you know, she, obviously that that's a good kid right there. Seems like a good kid, yeah. and uh, they took her on tour and stuff like that, you know. But this isn't a band that was touring for eighteen months. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they didn't have that kind of you know U two thing where we're like, oh, we're gonna go out on the road for fucking a year, <laughs> yeah. you know. Maybe kind of had lives to get back to it yeah, seemed and enjoy. Might have had a phase of a couple, two, three years where they're hottest, where they probably toured, and it's coming up, right? You know, yeah, they're they're on the cusp with this. You can uh, see it this album. <clears throat> they um, lived in the town that I live in, in Massachusetts, oh, Northampton, Northampton, Massachusetts. They, oh, shit. Yep, um, which is like a progressive small. Uh, small town of 30,000 people in Western wow. Mass. Um, but then Lou Barlow and Jay Maskus also live in this area as well. <laughs> something in the water is what you're saying. Yeah. It's something. Yep. It's a New England air. <laughs> is that a college town or something? Or Yeah, multiple okay. college towns. Ta- yeah, there's yeah like five colleges within a Usually when you have like a, a progressive enclave in the middle of somewhere, it's, it's a college town. Yeah. That helps, man. If you were in a, if you're in a band between five college, you know, five colleges, you you can make a career. You can you can at least have right. a nice launching is, point or the opportunity to have a career. Is that true anymore? You know, like yeah, what co- is college definitely rock? not over co- the co- last two years. Co- and college kit, like, are yeah. they like? So that was our exposure to music firsthand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they 
have it in their hands, music and exposure to yeah. it. And so does it, does college, I'm yeah, just wondering yeah. if that dynamic is still true. You're still going to be, I think you're still, I don't know. I didn't go to college, but that time in your life anyway, maybe college age or not, you're out of the house. Yep. Yeah. You're discovering new things. Your friends become kind of a little bit more of an influence than your than yeah. your family and used to be. Music in the club, coming into this with shit. the lights and other people exactly. and other things you're doing. Right? Yeah. That's a you, you can't get that. Virtually. That's universal. Right. You can't get that I think right. the kids are still doing that. They probably just listen to something that it doesn't sound like what we listen to, but the experience sure, but has the to experience, be pretty yeah. similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, God, that was hopeful. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I agree with yeah, it. Yeah, they right, still you know. got ecstasy. Yeah, wow. And mushrooms, that, <laughs> which both help. Yeah, <laughs> I saw James Taylor on Ecstasy, and it was awesome. <laughs> was he, it really? Was James it, Taylor it was, was on awesome. Ecstasy, or you were? I hope both. No, but I know one Wouldn't of have the been two a good was. Show. Um, <laughs> I mean, is it music that lends itself, or is it music or lyrics? It's the whole experience. James it, Taylor it was experience. Southampton it, Town College outdoor show on you a nice call summer him on day. James Taylor shit mm. too, because I'll, I'll, I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> We've been this is we've been had oh, this man. conversation. I feel like we're two degrees of meatloaf all of a oh, sudden. Oh come on, don't uh, you know I won't speak ill of the dead. I didn't speak ill of him when he lived. I just said that's that's your shit, Chris. Yeah, 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 for sure. It was a great the James Taylor show was a great show. Whether or not I was um I was just having a great time on mm -hmm. ecstasy, which I was. Can't couldn't save the uh couldn't ecstasy could not save Modest Mouse that night we saw him though. So it's you can't say it's all the drugs. They sounded so bad that night, and it's so disappointing. I imagine Sonic Youth probably had a few nights where the sound guy didn't know how to do this band. <laughs> I mean, like where you're just I, I I'm nothing's coming through. Like muddy. I imagine they could probably be muddy. I don't um, think an arena is the place to see Sonic no. Youth. You remember when we no, saw we're talking those guys? Twelve hundred sweet spot. Who were the Mars Volta when we saw them at the yeah. key arena? Mm. That's too big. Mm, they were bouncing off everything. You mm -hmm. could hear anything. Yep. It sounded like mush. You need some of this music. You need to have the density of of you know a thousand people. A low absorbing. ceiling. Yeah, low ceiling. But just get bodies. Outdoors. To suck it in. Does it lend itself to outdoors? I mm -hmm. don't think so. No, it's it's. Although they did Lollapalooza, didn't they? they probably, I think so. Yeah. Which probably Glastonbury by this point. They've mm -hmm. probably done them all. Mm -hmm. They're it, it, almost it, the Gorge is a nice outdoor venue, but. Yeah. It's tough to make any music better really work outdoor than in an arena. I think for them, I think that's like mm -hmm. one yeah, notch agreed. better. Yeah, yeah. But yes, really, yes. what you're trying to see is a theater or a club show with these mm -hmm. guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There we said it. Yeah. Done. They're gonna throw CBGB's up. Manhattan. Yes. Uh, or nothing. July of eighty. Eight is really when they yeah, Matt Penfield they opened up. Show. Well, they opened up for Concrete Blonde. I'll never forget it. <laughs> Here comes a cover, everybody. Yeah, bring it. Hot Wire My Heart. You gotta have one on the uh, album if you want to be on Geffen. Who 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 did this one originally? Like like a this is like an old punk song, right? It is. Yep. Wait, are we maybe on Pacific Coast Highway? We sure are. Good catch. I can't jump here every time because I, I do that every episode, but I edit it out. I appreciate out. the test, knows. guys, but really we can be above board with these things. Okay. I'm paying <laughs> attention. Pacific Coast Highway. <laughs> See what these East Coasters know about the Pacific Coast Highway. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> 
Nico wishes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. this is like the perfection of that uh, motif, if yeah. you will. Except Kim, <laughs> Kim's way better. She just, <laughs> she's got it. Sonic Youth is probably going to stay that way for the rest of the song. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we'll just ride this out. If we found a groove, let's it's, just it's the groove it. If you're making a surf film or if you're just doing your own soundtrack, yeah, that is just the perfect little hit right there. The little, and um, dare I say it, almost conventional in its beauty. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and nothing about it's clean because you've already now been calibrated to hearing this Every guitar sounds affected. It's mm. got this crazy oh, reverb, or it's got it's falling apart. Now I'm here built to spill. Sure. Like there, there. Fuck. May, connect the threads. <laughs> right. There may be a car broken down on the Pacific Coast, High, Coast Highway coming up. Let's keep an eye on that. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep an eye. On Should that. really uh, probably check the air in that tire. Yeah. Check. Yeah. You just it's it's sunny out, so I'm glad we got the top down. <laughs> <laughs> right when you had a wish you had a roof on it because you're about to flip it. Just, you see what God just did to us, man? Get in the car. Back country. It sounds like the tension of an argument with, you know, with, with, in a relationship or so. Like, there's, there's, this, man. Thurston Moore, good breakup, bad breakup. No. He's a bad breakup. Yeah. You know, boom, 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 boom. Beginning part of it, then it breaks down into that, lets the guitar have mm. this beautiful lullaby, and then it comes back in again. And what I love about his drumming is that sounds tame when <laughs> many other bands will use that, or drummers will use that tom device um, for like, this is going to be kind of a heavy part. Mm. Right he's now, mad casual about it. He's mad casual about it. They <laughs> even have it mixed in the background a little bit, and um, you know he's, he's matching the snare. You know twos and fours or whatever. 
but it's because you are it again you're calibrated to the sound those dirty guitars sound clean in that in those parts but they really have a lot of effect on it you know that steve shelley's about to triple time that at any point and just <laughs> relentlessly jam this this these drum lines down your throat while the what which is what i think he brings to this band that you know uh you know edson didn't um is is all that bombastic attack can hold the, uh, the guitar layerings that are going on there and then this kind of weird vocal delivery this you which, know yeah which by the way i believe her y'all yeah but i'm just saying whatever she was saying yeah get in the car like the truth we're gonna go for a ride mm. yeah there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. You're and getting whacked. <laughs> You're getting whacked, and they're burying you, you don't know about it. Yeah. 100 paces off the Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah, or you're about to drive to Vegas and get married. You're not sure where that car ride's going to go. That's what that song adventure. feels like. <laughs> mm. Like I totally did not say on an edited out uh, section about five, five minutes ago. Yeah. Hot Wire My Heart, it's a cover. <laughs> Did we ever figure out by who went? No, we didn't. No. Don't worry about it. You got to. And I just read it like recently. It's, I think yeah. it's Genesis. <laughs> it was some old, it was some old shit like fear or something like that, but I can't fucking remember for the life of me. You got a phone in your hand is where you listen. Let's just Google that yeah, shit. Check it out. Oh, Ron Konkuma? Yes, <laughs> Ron and the Konkumas. Everybody had that record. <laughs> Right after his second album, Wrong Turn. About as straight up as we'll catch up on this record. Mm-hmm. You getting any Ramones in there? Ooh, Actually, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Just, yeah, absolutely. In New York brethren, New York punk rock. Yeah, when I had the volume down like that, it sounded like the Cedar by Veruca uh, Salt. Veruca Salt. Yeah, strange. You brought up the I mean, you guys brought up the Breeders before. Um, I think. Kim uh, produced their album. Kim their Lord first produced album. Kim Deal. Yeah. Mm. Kim um, on Kim Crime. Yeah, right there's there. a crossover. Pretty sure there's a crossover. She also ended up producing a Courtney Love's first album as well. Yeah. So, you know, with experience of producing, you know, coming off of this album, their whole fucking career, but again, side projects. Part of it was producing other people's albums and getting mixed up in other, you know, musical adventures. This would 
be the same year that Appetite for Destruction comes out. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bill. There's a bill you want to catch in the clubs. Hard leather, tight leather pants. Oh, big very hair. tall hair. Yeah. Very. There's not tall hair. Very in smelly Earth. leather pants. Very matted. Yeah. Except for, I mean, Thurston's got a, he's got a quaff. That dude, <laughs> that dude has good hair. He got like Conan O'Brien hair? He does. Yeah. <laughs> and about the, they're about the same they, height too. Right? Yeah, give me a train wreck, man. It's almost like sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> In the best way. That's a little that's cheeky, is yeah. I think is what we like to call that. These are some American cheeky boys. I and, think gir- I, and girls. This and girls. Cheeky band. Cheeky band. Yeah. <laughs> the cheeky folk. Yeah. <laughs> They're members. Card carrying. And did all right over in Europe too. They they yeah. after mm-hmm. this album they go and they tour Europe for a little bit and then they well, come yeah. back to the states and I kind of feel like in the 80s or 90s that was the formula start yeah. your start you know if you're on this level of a band start over in Europe do a few months so Guns N' Roses did yeah get your chops you know see some shit Damn. try to get a new audience and then blow up in the states you know it's kind of set your set like, your run up they got better taste than we do for some reason they always figure it out a little. Yeah. Just because they're in Greenwich Mean Time, they think they're fucking center of the universe. <laughs> but they're Dude, not wrong. I stood on the Greenwich. There's one of the uh, latitude, it's just zero. Have zero, one, zero, zero. It's, it's is that like one testicle is yesterday and the other one's There's today. one's in the east, one's in the west. <laughs> yeah. That is rad. Baller. They also bridged a, um interesting cultural phenomenon of um, bootlegging shows. Mm. Really? On tapes. They yeah. encouraged it like the they dead. encouraged it. Yeah. Uh, initially, a little resistant, and then came about, uh, around to it. Started realizing that yep. this is, is getting the word out. And then now, Lee and Steve are putting out a bunch of Sonic Youth shows on Bandcamp. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some great live shows there. It has like their commentary around where the band was at the time and what was happening. Yeah. And then about their notes about the show. Yeah. I mean, I think these are Sonic Youth is a quintessential. You got to see them live band Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because all of these parts obviously going to have their different dynamics when they're performing them in the moment. And and, you know, seeing it like helps make sense of it, too. You're like, oh, they're banging that guitar that way and yeah. bending the net right and so yeah and the vibrator the tough um, yeah <laughs> i mean sometimes you see you're like i can make sense of their fingers and then uh, you know in a big way you're like holy shit when you see it actually happen yeah yeah like catching your parents fucking or something <laughs> uh, you said it not me i, I but, thought uh, I, you know i say she's beautiful i think she's something else would say nothing less how many more? How many more we got on this album? We got three because I'm counting the uh, Japanese bonus track. I like it. How about mm-hmm. that, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. allow it. I mean, All if right. we have to take another vote, I'm down for that okay. too. But I think, I <laughs> this think we're good. is this is like oh no, actually, well, Japanese bonus singles aside, this is the most epic song on the whole record at a five minutes and eight seconds. 
I'm expecting movements and uh, refrains and reprises. Sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Interlude. <laughs> got that one dirty track right over my right eye <laughs> just fuzzed out yeah and then they, i mean they're they're really stepping on the post is, is what <laughs> that, I that's my to job say. Uh, I know, sorry about that um yeah kim on the hard right thurston yeah yeah they're loving the panning <laughs> they're there's the painting and like the panning. The panning like it's the early 70s yeah For sort of like uh, lyric wise, just being sort of uh, opaque. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my sense is just like, I n- I don't try to make sense. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's these, best not to, these sounds yeah. of these words being articulated work with this music. Let it be like a Rorschach right. test, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, what, whatever yeah. that means to you. Yeah. But I I'm like that, though. Not very smart, and maybe others have figured out. What it means. <laughs> or maybe there's, you know, every, every part of it means everything, you know. It's the same people that. It's kind of like a, it's almost like a military thing, but it's too funky for that. It's yeah. Kind of like, if you're military grooved. If you had some swagger to your march, that might be what you... The sarcastic comment keeps coming back, ah. especially this song to, to me when I'm listening. Um, you hearing musical sarcasm? It's uh, it's being totally aware of their influences, them being totally aware of their influences, and then kind of adding a little extra blend <laughs> on top. And there's a little tweak on top of that. Yeah, yeah. But now they're just deconstructing it. And, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's why I, th- I think it's neat that um, you know Thurston played in backbeat with all the other musicians. The the movie about the Beatles mm-hmm. and stuff because obviously educated in can, you know oh, s- yeah, straightforward rock and roll knows all the rules. It's, it's yeah. like it's like that art the artist the graphic Picasso designer could, the like, whatever draw exactly. the shit out of you and make you look just like you. Yes, if he wanted to. Yeah boring yeah you know yes. and it's like okay i know how to do i all these maneuvers and now i'm gonna really push each each aspect of it yeah i'm pushing it Interludes. There's a, I feel a lot of cure in this outro here. 
or, in the, or at least in this this section of the song. Right, the Cure would have put it at the beginning of the song. Right? Exactly. It took, turned the Cure intro into an yeah. outro. Take away the screaming guitars. <laughs> took the retro and made it an outro. I don't know, John. I might contest that this this one might have crept into a top ten somewhere. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's just got. I agree. Enough of a, a vague image of like if you squint, it's pretty pop. <laughs> it's a, it's a pop yeah. song. Yep, yep. The fact that they double up their morose delivery yeah, of they're it. They're not even harmonizing. Just, they're they're not, singing. I I want to say unison. Is the technical term you should say, but it's not that would be far too boring. Yeah, I don't even think they listen to each other's no, tracks that's when what they're I'm doing thinking. it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but 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 uh, yes, uh, it's cracking me up. But what do you want them to be, Bon Jovi? No, exactly that, right. It, it is it's so direct. It, it, it's it's uh, very is, in is your it face. The same approach. Their vocal is it the same approach to all of the other music. Be, yes exactly. I mean they don't need to they're, they're not aligning in some way that you would expect yes. them it's like they they keep doubling down and now we're we're deep into the album and at no time does do they show like they're gonna relent it shows like yeah now we're gonna have these we're gonna add on top these vocal lines and yeah. these vocal lines are gonna have that going too I mean it's it's a we're not gonna have the uh proper bridge moment on this album right ah the the cloud separated and the sun came through now they're like this is this is the whole world this is the whole sonic youth world and i I think it's something that this album really encapsulates is once you digest this one you're ready for them to go wherever they're going to take you you're you're in for the ride you're on the bus Mm -hmm. um if this album clicks with you you're not necessarily going to be surprised anymore, but you're never going to know what those sounds are going to be until you hear them, you know? Yep. Let's hear this one. Looking back a little bit, mm-hmm. one foot in the decade before. Yeah, and I feel like Mud Honey got caught yeah. right in, right in this yeah. this yeah. pocket. Yeah. That beat, yeah, oh, fully. <laughs> Yeah. 
mentioned saying like, oh, the next part, I'll pull it down and we'll talk. But it's, what, what, where's the next part? What do you, what do you even mean? <laughs> That's a, it's very tough to go to the bathroom at a Sonic Youth show because <laughs> you never know when it's time. To, <laughs> they give you no signals of when to go refill your beer or anything like that. Yeah. Just... Stay on the floor the whole time. Get frantic. Get get whatever into it. And that's that's. I've seen them a couple times, and the the best one was that college show, and mm-hmm. it was that that sweet spot of the magic amount of number of people, um, and uh, just the whole. It, it, there's an intimacy to it, and if you and if with this band, if you're seeing them live, you kind of feel this weird intimacy because maybe you're projecting onto all the, this crazy tonal range. Um, but they, if for some reason, they uh, they have that chemistry that allows you to, like, you know, go for the ride. Yeah. Let them take you for the ride mm-hmm. and just spin out for the next 45 minutes or so. You said the word chemistry. Like, you're not just going to plug some session dude into this no, and get, no. you know, God bless the session dudes. But they, but this is, this is not that. Yeah. Although, right, Mike Watt joined them for a while in <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 2000s on tour and it like worked. Well, he <laughs> like, did a record with them mm-hmm. maybe like right before this one came out or something, right? Yeah. Uh, like yeah, one song was, or two songs or yep. an EP. It wasn't a full album. That made, that was made sense, right? Like he and he became sort of like the 90s session dude because he did. <laughs> Yeah. Just because he he's Mike Watt, you know, the, everyone <laughs> loved the Minute Man, and he's one of the most badass bass players. That, mm-hmm. he, and he was in the high demand by the '90s. Yeah, and it seemed like everybody liked to hang out with him too. He like seems like was a good hang. when he showed up. Yeah, you're always happy when Mike Watt shows <laughs> up at the party. You never know what the fuck he's saying because he makes up his own slang like on the spot. He's indecipherable. It's Watt on it's the amazing. spot. Watt on the spot. It's I Why'd love, you say, Mike? I love listening to him talk. Uh, I love listening to myself talk, but we should listen to the <laughs> um, the the Japanese bonus single. Are we familiar? That is Master. Uh, what is that? A hyphen? Master, <laughs> they're, they're fucking with me. Am, am I saying it right? <laughs> Master Dick, but it's D I K. Right. Is Dick? Is German? Is there? Are there umlauts? Can you put umlauts over an I? I'll fucking try. <laughs> like none of that's easy to make or record. <laughs> How many records though since then have you heard? Yeah, I stepped on it. We um, that sound that they come. I can yeah. think of like three different records that came out since then that just that have ripped that, that off completely. Absolutely. Well, you said the yeah, you said the uh, not Green River, uh, Mud Honey. Yeah. Touch me and sick, man. Everybody takes their piece. Yep. Oof. 
albums, you could actually visualize how you could recreate those sounds. <laughs> you, you couldn't. You couldn't have an. You know. Good luck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, you go in there and record this. It's like the secret recipe of herbs and spices. You can't let that out. Right. Is that him that just snorted? I just look at Gene Simmons as a what? Marble mouth or a horrible <laughs> motherfucker or something. I don't know. He's starting beef in the songs hey, now. Hey, man, fuck Gene Simmons anyway. Yeah. So whatever he said, I hope it was negative. <laughs> <laughs> Seven, what were Kiss doing? They were taking off the makeup around this point. I think so. Oof, then we had to look at them. It, that was rough. That's scary. Everything That's about rough. Kiss was just disappointing, from <laughs> except for the first time I saw a poster of Kiss. Mm -hmm. And then it was downhill from there. Yeah. And yep. it can never live up to the, uh, the image. Yeah. yeah. Imagery. Hey, worked out That's for how, them, but. That's how I discern uh, elder Gen Xers. From ourselves being the young, it's it's either Kiss right, right. or it's it's Motley Crue. If you tell me you yep. like that, you're over fifty, right? God forbid you ever get over fifty. Before, after, who's the guy uh, from Chicago that kind of like mentally Wesley, unstable? Wesley, Wesley Wills. Rock over London. Yeah, rock over London. Yeah. Rock on Chicago. I whoop Batman's <laughs> ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Toyota, I love what you guns. do for me. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> the Echo and the Bunnymen just show up? <laughs> oh, there's already some uh, song on this album, on this tape. Yeah. I didn't format it. Yeah, yeah, right? That's when yeah. all of a sudden, after your Siren Live you recorded, you got Murder She Wrote like the last right. 10 minutes going. Yeah. The church Little bells image. going. And I mean, this is 87. You got to go record those church bells. There's <laughs> <laughs> no digital sound bit for church bells. Yeah, there's no church bell plug in. They used part of their advance to hire a church bell guy. <laughs> they couldn't record it on their phone. Weird. Yeah, 1987. No cell phones. Uh, let's see. When you went out into the world as a kid, you were fully out into the world. Raw. <laughs> 
You were raw, raw dog in the world. You could yeah. make mistakes and no one would know. Absolutely. Oh, you had to get your <laughs> get yourself out of a lot of those situations and with God willing to with help with some friends here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Realize maybe you rode your boat bike too far or you misjudged the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Missed that bus stop. Yes. <laughs> Went halfway across town. Um and and you know, these four are are sitting in a studio and just putting this out in two months and then uh That's... a month and a half, two months after that, it's mastered and it's out on the shelves. I that mean, is hot off the presses. Even for, I mean, for now, when you can just post things to SoundCloud, that is a hell of a turnaround. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've procrastinated more bowel movements longer than it took to make Dude. this album and, and, and put it out on the shelves. Zing. Boom. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's a, a, a music machine. Like, have to track it live and you're going to have, you know, Obviously, they're not playing all the instruments at the same time, no. but there's there's two guitars, bass, drums going down in real time, doing the backbone to the songs, and then they're just throwing, yeah, layer on onto layer on every level. Immediacy seems to be the word of the day. <laughs> be it mixing, mastering, recording, just yeah, get on with it. But yeah, it's a, and maybe that's a, a benefit to having all four doing the production people uh, we're Dude, working should, in shifts they should get extra <laughs> points actually for producing that themselves in such short order that's that's like when you move the t's back and shit for the pros yeah it, it, it's a neat it's a neat uh moment for an artist time where they it seems like they have the full reins and um you know, they spend all the money on making the album. There's, they're obviously putting in a lot of time and effort into making it, and they do it in such a short period of time. There's, they, they must have been fully invested. You know, like this, this album was, uh, you know, it has that immediacy. They like you're saying, shit. what yeah. do you think the song develop or the song process looks like? A, a, a general idea, then they start playing it, then they spiral. Yeah, and then. They come back and they're like, "Oh, we li we liked that spiraling, but so now they need to create that, or and recreate that, especially when they're touring. Sure, right? It's yeah. like, oh, that's the part where the wild swirling happens, and then you do the thing. Mm -hmm. And I think right? it depends so, on the take. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like our, they found the magic take. They found the magic take, and then they're like, okay, what was Spin. I doing to make that thing happen? Yeah." And, uh, I mean, are there visual cues that are pulling them back in right. or are there sonic cues because you yep. played together long enough that you just know, okay, we're about to wind down in about eight bars. Or I mean, they feel not. like an organ, an organism like that, yeah. especially later on. You're just like they're functioning as a, a, one unit, hive mind. Yeah. Yes. That is the best explanation I've heard of their sound. Nice, man. <laughs> well, especially if you're gonna, uh, you'd call them out as one of those kind of bands you have to see live. Those bands like that have the hive mind, and that's yep. why you have to see them live. Yeah, to get it, the live hive, the <laughs> high five, <laughs> high five for the live hive. Yeah, damn it, don't don't make me end it like this on this episode, Chris. All right, well, John, thanks for coming in on this. Thanks this for having me. This is a good time. Glad you could, you know, just jet out here real quick to do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
We flew him in. You didn't know that? First class, baby. We'll talk. Okay, about, business. Yeah, business class. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, tally on the next episode. Smoke weed every day. You're listening to the TNE Network. Network.